right here, right now, we get to Nathan Brown, head coach of the Vodafone Warriors, who had a nail-biting, sphincter-clenching win over the weekend. Nathan, how are the nerves after that one, mate? Yeah, no, it was an exciting finish, obviously, for, for a number of reasons, but um, we, we lost the tight one the week before, and uh, we had one or two things that might not have quite went our way, and this week uh, we had one or two things that did go away, so it was good to get a close one. Mm. So when you heard, you would have heard before, Graham Annesley talking about the forward pass, it's almost something he has to bring out every week. It, it, it's an issue around uh, in the NRL, but they're, they're looking like maybe trialling this uh, forward pass technology. What, what are your thoughts on that one, Nathan? Yeah, look, if there's something they can do that obviously... Uh, allows uh, to, to tip off if there is a four pass and it's very, very quick and, and efficient, well, I don't see why you wouldn't do it, but you certainly don't want something that's going to take a long time and then slows the game and stops it too much. But, you know, as I said, you know, sometimes you get touch lucky and sometimes you don't. And, uh, the week before we had a, a fair try to solve ourselves and this week we, well, we got a touch lucky, but we were good enough to score five tries in the second half, which enabled us to win and we were good enough to stop letting them score as well, which, which was a bonus. Based on what's happened with the bunker and the way it has uh, hamstrung the game, in my personal opinion, when it comes to time, do we really need something else to, to interfere with the way the game goes? Will you do win some and lose some? Would we rather have flow than out-and-out accuracy? Let's face it, the bunker doesn't get it right all the time, does it, Nathan? No, it doesn't get it right. Whenever human beings are doing something, it's impossible to get it right all the time. We all we all make we all make mistakes, so that'll that'll be the case in a hundred years' time. But you know, the the thing why they're doing things now is awarding tries. And you know, if our trial, like for example, was awarded the other day, and we're going back to take the shot for goal, and they've got some sort of technology which, which can quickly check it, you're not going to be stopping the game anyway because you're not going to stop the game for a forward pass unless it's a try. So. The way they're doing things now, I think, is, is, is quite is pretty efficient. We've got to give some credit where it's due. And, you know, the try being awarded and then the bunk, or then the, the video ref having a look or the try being awarded and then, then maybe some technology that can determine whether a pass is forward or not. And, and it only takes them a quick look and they can work out whether it is or isn't forward and the game shouldn't stop too long. So I would have thought something like that would... Would only would only benefit the game. Yeah, so speed is of the essence. So we don't end up getting slowed down. You'd be watching the fifteen man code if we spend all that time <laughs> sitting around, right? Yeah, that's right. Hundred percent, we would. Hey Nathan, uh, looking back at that game, obviously very relieved to get that victory and to come back from what was it, nineteen points down at one stage. Huge relief for the club. But when you look at the the nature of the opposition, the injuries that they had, and that that. I suppose that spray during the middle, in the space of 10, 12 minutes where you released, where you let in three tries, it may have Roger Tuivasa's Shek's uh, heroics in that second half papered over the cracks a wee bit because that's a pretty alarming spell when you consider the weakness that, that Canberra are under during that time. Yeah, well, you know, the first 15 minutes in the game, I thought we were doing a bit better than Canberra. And then when they had the, head, the two boys for the Raiders had the head clash and went off, it sort of was like they went from sort of third gear to fifth gear and we went from fourth gear to second gear, you know, and they, you know, we desperately needed half time. And when half time came, we, the boys certainly uh, certainly sorted out, you know, their, their defence. We came out in the second half and we defended far, far better, but um, we needed to sort of uh, re-correct it in the run of play and not, not allow the, the three quick tries, but um, it certainly doesn't paper over the cracks when they're running three and score, and sometimes... The, the cracks get paved over when they actually blow the tries, but it was there for everyone to see and there for the players to see after the game. So they're they're quite aware of where they where they got it wrong. But um, on the other hand, you know, to be able to come back and score the points is, is obviously shows the boys have got got something going from as well.
What was your message at the halftime break? What kind of halftime coach are you? What, what, was it was it aggressive? Was it simplistic? Was it throw your hands uh, in the air? What did you do? No good. I mean, yelling and screaming, that doesn't really achieve anything. You can kick them buckets of water and doors. That doesn't do anything to anyone. You know? What we spoke about was, you know, we obviously knew that they were down on troops. You know, that was quite clear, you know, down down to one sub. And obviously, you know, we fancy that we've got a pack that's got a bit of size and power to it. So, you know, the, the challenge for us was... Is, uh, if we could stop the, the you know, re, you know, fix our de- defense up like we had it going in the first 15 minutes, a lot we've had it going for the first two rounds where our ruck defense was going pretty good because that's the area where we're poor. That's where they come straight through us, you know. So we we figured if we could actually stop them from scoring and fix our defense up, if we played with patience and controlled the ball, which we'd done the first few weeks, we figured that you know there was going to be some opportunity for us. And as I said, thankfully. Yeah, you know, the the boys made a a good decision to to tidy their defence up, and our ball control was quite good, and and we uh, we come up with some nice tries. Mm. And you've got to give credit to, I think the commentator at one stage said he thought there was two Roger two of us, a Sheik's running around out there. The mountain of work that that guy got through—that's what you'd expect from a captain. It's a it's a freak show in the nicest possible uh, way, Nathan. Yeah, what we got was we got sort of you know we had a sort of team that was a you know, in the first half where there was a lot of blokes who were just you know we had that sort of. 15, 20 minute block where, where we had, you know, a lot of us just were just a little bit off the speed. And then in the second half, you know, we had some players that lifted and in particular um, some senior players, you know, that really, really lifted. And that's what you need from your senior players. And, you know, Rod showed why he is a good leader for the club and why he's, uh, I suppose, an athlete that's wanted in other cage, you know, because he had the ability to go from one level and he rose two levels and, you know, his, his game in the second half. And, yeah, so was Toe Harris and, Adam Fanua Blake, you know, we've got a lot of blokes, Cody Nicarima, a lot of blokes who have, who have been around footy for a fair while now who really, really lifted, and that's, and that's a great sign if you can do it. It'd be just nice, obviously, if we can get a, a good, consistent 80 minutes out of it, out of everyone. See, um, just today, I don't know if you're across this, Nathan, uh, Aussie Rugby League Commission have had a meeting. They've given approval for uh, an activation of an 18th player when three players from a team have failed an HIA test that's commencing from round five. Uh, what do you know around that decision and, and what's the nature of, of the 18th player? Because I believe it's got to be a, a pretty uh, a pretty young player. It can't be a seasoned vet. Oh, look, it's only just come out. And to my knowledge, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's maybe someone that hasn't played first grade or a development player. And, and I'm a big fan of why they're doing this. But I think, you know, three concussions for one team, I think, personally, I think they're wasting their time bringing the ruling because we've only ever seen that once, I believe. Since the concussion rules been in, so we may as well worry about it. You know? Like, yeah, I would have thought, I would have thought that off the back of two concussions, you should be able to introduce someone. But um, you know, there's obviously smarter people than me in higher positions that make these decisions. But um, yeah, so I don't think it will. If you can put King Kong on the bench, he's probably not going to get to play anyway, so it won't really matter. Vodafone Warriors coach and animal wrangler Nathan Brown joining us on the program. Do you make much of what's going on with the amount of concussions that have been in the game in the in the opening rounds? Checking out NRL 360 last night, a lot around maybe a lack of decent build-up. Players just aren't quite with their match fitness. What do you reckon? Look, I think, you know, to be fair to not only just rugby league, but I think all sports in general, you know, there's obviously been huge amounts of concern of what can happen if concussion, people had to play with concussions. So I think you know, as a whole, the all sports, to my knowledge, are very, very protective of their players now, which which is the right thing to obviously do. Um, that's obviously obviously one one thing, and and secondly, we we have doctors there who who I would have thought 
you know, which as we all understand too, are, are quite conservative with it now because of, you know, again, all the knowledge that we know around it. So there's probably a lot more people coming off now that back in the day weren't coming off. So that's probably having a, a fair bit of an impact on it too. And for a player to get back on the field, you know, obviously you've got to pass, you know, a pretty stringent test now. So if you fail any sort of uh, parts of the test, you don't get back on. So it's all there for... For the, for the right reason, and I think we all understand that, all coaches, all, all clubs, all players understand it, and that's my point, you know, like it's it's much easier to be removed from the field today than it ever was for all the right reasons, and that's why I see, you know, having to be three concussions is a little bit, bit, bit rich, you know, because at the end of the day, we're talking about protecting players, and, you know, we had two concussions against the Gold Coast, uh, Canberra had two concussions the other day, and both of us, you know, we had one player on the bench against the, the Titans for the last 30 minutes and so we had to have uh, you and Aiken play for 30 minutes, uh, 60 minutes of the game with a ruptured tendosmosis and Canberra had a centre play the other day with a float and rib, you know, so you know, what we're doing is we're actually, we're actually protecting players from concussions but other players are being forced to play through injuries which probably is not in anyone's best interest but you know, winnings are obviously a very, very important part of the game and that's why they, that's why they keep count when people score so you know, that's why you know, I would have thought too Two concussions would be a little bit more realistic for us to be able to use that sort of that that that, that, that eighteenth player. And talking about the amount of players, you've only had one change, haven't you, for um, this big clash coming against the Roosters, who are smarting after a couple of concussions. Oh well, not concussions. A couple of guys have been out from injury. Carey's gone, which is no good. But you've got what your fourth centre coming in in four weeks, not having much luck there, are you? No, we're you know, sort of having that great deal of luck. You know, I've lost a few players myself over the sort of first sort of four weeks but obviously you know we're playing the side that's had its, had its uh, problems as well you know so it's uh, unfortunately the game sort of it's a pretty tough game now and sometimes you have a bit of a good run and sometimes you have a bit of a leaner run and we're sort of in a bit of a period where each week we're, we're dropping a few players but you know and saying that too we're bringing in you know Marcelo Montoya who's, who's played you know he's played his 40 on first grades Marcelo so he's a, he understands what first grade's about and he come to the club to get an opportunity and we're, you know, everyone's excited about watching him play. Yeah, well, we're excited about watching it and I, I just a uh, real passing before we go. And Nathan, as always, thanks very much for joining us here on uh, ZB. Uh, what's your primary drive for the training uh, this week leading up to that Roosters clash? What's your, what's your one main message? Oh, look, I think the key is you've got you to be very um, mindful of who the Roosters are playing. You know, don't focus on who's not playing. They'll still, you know, they're their back five are still all internationals and what Brett Morris, and, uh, James Tedesco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so they've all they've got plenty of good players there. Their forward pack's gonna you know, they'll still have two test front rolls or they'll still have a, an origin back roll. They've got plenty of plenty of you know, they're a very, very strong club and they're strong strong for a reason, you know. They don't they don't rely on one or two players, but obviously you, you lose a player of Luke Keery's class and Boyd Gordon's class and you know, of course it's gotta have some sort of effect, but we've lost you know Chanel Tavita, who was our number one half, who, you know, and we brought Sean O'Sullivan, who did a great job last week, and I'm sure I'm sure the Roosters will be extremely confident the young Sam Walker's going to come in and do a good job, and, and that's, that's, you know, so that's the key for us, is focus on who is playing for the Roosters, not who's not playing, because they're a very strong club, and they've got a very strong roster, so we'll need to play extremely well if we're going to, going to get the chocolates. Next Sunday evening, it's off stealing chocolates from Easter Bunnies. Well, the Bunnies actually were the one that mugged the roosters. It's another story. Nathan Brown from the Vodafone Warriors, thanks very much, as always, for your time this evening. Thanks, buddy.